Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Busy week for Penn State football in recruiting, and we are here to give you all the information you need to know. Sunday was a uh, big day for Penn State commits at the Elite 11 Regional. All three of us were there to check that out. That's coming up on the show today, as well as your thoughts, questions, and comments in the live chat. I'm Thomas Frank Carr. Our recruiting insiders and experts, Ryan Snyder and Sean Fitz with me. Gentlemen, uh, a good day yesterday in terms of getting... Lots of video, lots of up-close looks at some quarterbacks, and everyone loves to talk about quarterbacks. So just right out the gate, uh, Ryan, what was your your big takeaway from yesterday? Big takeaway? Well, this is off the – this is not quite quarterback-related, but shout-out to all the people we met who were talking to us about the show, right? Uh, yeah. Celts I met for the first time. Ian, you checked us in, uh, talking about the show. Mel – uh, Ray, uh, a bunch of subscribers of ours who, uh, oh, Tom, I can't forget Tom, T. Diddy, of course. Uh, can't forget him, of course. So uh, just shout out to them. Appreciate uh, those guys uh, you know, subscribing and chatting with us. Um, I'd say as far as takeaways from camp, boy, Luke Reynolds. I mean, I know we're going to talk about Eth Grunkemeyer, but Luke Reynolds to me was just as good or, or better as far as like impressive. You know, I, I knew Grunkmeyer was on the rise. You know, we, we've seen a lot of Grunkmeyer, uh, a lot of talk about Grunkmeyer. Reynolds, I wasn't at the UC report camp, which is where he really started to grab people's attention. So this is my first time really getting to see him. And boy, he is a heck of an athlete. So um, I think Penn State got a really good tight end there. Somebody who right now where he's rated, um, you know, somebody who should move up. We'll, we'll leave it at that. I mean, it's not up to us, of course. We don't do the ratings, but uh to me, boy, he looked like a four-star player. Fitz, what about you? Comfortable four-star player. He's going to get a bump. Like his his industry ranking is going to go way up today. Um, just from talking to other people, um, he's very good, very good. And we thought he was good. Like we thought he was a guy that could rise um, because of the athleticism, because of some of the things that he did, that he does on film. Even though he's not a full-time tight end, man, he was he was the best receiver there yesterday. Best, I mean, I think he might have been the only tight end there. The the all twenty two was it needs a little bit of work in terms of uh, what you can take away from that. But Reynolds was yeah. just a guy that like everybody, uh, camp counselors, um, other coaches on hand. I mean, you just you can see some of those guys rise to the top. And and we didn't have that at quarterback like as the elite eleven. Like there was a good group of quarterbacks there, but there wasn't one guy in that all twenty two. There was one guy that was Luke Reynolds. Yeah, he. Um, uh, I'll get to him and some of my thoughts of what, what he did in a little bit, and uh, we'll, we'll kind of have a, a longer conversation about him. But Ethan Grunkmeyer had a big weekend. This is a guy who um, t- 30 days ago got a Penn State offer, 
and fast forward to this weekend, commits to the university. You can check out his breaking news commitment video. We did that on Saturday, which feels like six days ago. Uh, that's a blue, uh, here on the Blue White Illustrated YouTube channel. Fitz and I broke that down. Uh, and then on Sunday, the very next day, he goes to the Elite 11, and he's the MVP of the camp getting that Elite 11 invite. So uh, Fitz, um, seeing him in person, and seeing him throw the football, what were your takeaways from how Ethan Grunkmeyer performed? And uh, was it what you expected when you saw him on film versus seeing him in person? It matches what we saw on tape um, because we we saw him mobile, getting out of the pocket, throwing in the run, doing a really good job with that. Um, you know, when he was sitting in the pocket, like he was another one of those guys. I, there was probably about five quarterbacks, maybe six quarterbacks yesterday that were in that top tier. Grunkmeyer comfortably in there. Um, you know, you can argue AJ Sarace, uh, the Rutgers commit had the best day out of all of them, but you can see, um, you can see why he's a really good prospect, throws a nice ball, uh, but on the run when he's, you know, trying to make something out of nothing and moving his feet, uh, not too many guys were better throwing that ball. And probably nobody was better throwing the ball on the run. So, uh, that was impressive. Um, you, you, you love to see that. I would rather have a guy, you know, when you're talking college football that can, you know, make something out of nothing and, and set himself and throw, as you see there, if you're watching the YouTube show. Um, there's, there's just a lot to like when he's moving and that signifies an athlete. We talk about that, or we talked about that coordination on the show the other day. And I think a lot of it comes through and, and you saw it on Sunday and that was, it was a really, really pleasant takeaway from, from watching Grunkmeyer. Yeah, I would say consistency was his uh, standout trait, the most consistently accurate quarterback, the guy who kept the ball on the frame or in the, the location where you wanted to have it uh, probably, you know, and I watched him most of the day during the drills, probably 90% of the time he was on frame and, and accurate with his, his balls. And as you mentioned, on the run is, is an area where he uh, he excelled. Talk to him a little bit after uh, the camp. So if you want to check that video out as well, that's on our YouTube channel. Uh, one thing that I, that I, I said to him after afterwards, uh, it was funny. He, he did an interview with the elite 11, uh, media people. And, uh, I was probably 10, 15 yards away. And one of the first things he said was, yeah, I watch a lot of Patrick Mahomes film, which I had to laugh at. That was something that we talked about on the, uh, on our conversation with him. And you can see it here, what I'm talking about in terms of his ability, as you mentioned, to throw on the run with some off platform stuff, keeping, uh, his shoulders and everything square and, and that ability to transition his body, uh, movement and to kind of, uh, keep, all of that stuff consistent on the move and, and the, the, the repeatable mechanics he has pretty impressive. Ryan, um, were there any additional things you wanted to add in with him as far as what you saw from him? Cause I know you were watching a couple other quarterbacks, but you also got a chance to watch him during the one-on-ones and some other times. Yeah. I mean, obviously the, you know, you, you, you were watching Grunk more than me. I was watching the, the, the younger guys a little bit more, but I mean, pretty much everything with Sean said, right. I, I thought just rolling out to his left, whether it's his, you know, uh, left side, right side didn't really matter. You know, throwing across his body, uh, I thought he was he was he was very good. So, uh, more power on that ball than I thought too, and that's something that Charles yeah. has talked to us about. You know, recently about you know his his arm strength, um, but really good intermediate throws. I, I thought from an, from that you know ten to twenty yard, uh, you know perspective. Those like I said, those intermediate throws. He he certainly stood out. I, I would agree with Sean. I thought AJ. Sarace. I know he's committed to Rutgers and, uh, you know, not a lot of people here want to hear that, but boy, I think Rutgers got something there. Uh, you know, like so many other quarterbacks in this class, he's you know, yeah. maybe barely six foot. Uh, so that's, um, you know, that's going to be a knock he's, whatever or not. He's but. kind of the opposite of what we've seen at Rutgers where they have these saviors that come at Jonathan Lewis and, uh, Wimsett and all those guys. And they, and, and we look at them and we're like, 
I don't know that he's that good. The, this is the mm-hmm. one that's not coming in with fanfare, and he's like really good. Like he's yeah. the best that I've seen going to Rutgers. So I, I agree with you. It, it, I mean, he had the best day yesterday. Is he the best long-term prospect? Uh, it's hard. I, I, I wouldn't probably go that far, but like I think he's a four-star kid. He was he was great, great on would, Sunday. Would you say he had the strongest arm there? Because he was in the same uh, group as Grunkmeyer, and, and there were a couple of balls where – it just rifled in there from what I was seeing, uh, but I didn't get to see the other quarterback. So um, in terms of his, his style too, it's funny because you mentioned barely six foot, but really well built killed kid and seemed to have a really good arm. So fit fits. Where would you rank him in terms of like the, the tools side of that from what you saw yesterday? I think if you did the old school uh, NFL quarterback club uh, combine where you basically load up and throw as far as you can, probably Ryan Puglisi, the Georgia commits got, had the strongest arm there but he also didn't always have the most control over it. So I think the the, the combination of control accuracy and strength, Serace was right up there. I mean, Grunkmeyer was up there too, quite a whip. He drops his, drops his elbow a little bit sometimes, but it's kind of how the Brad Mandler guys have thrown. Like they, yeah. they all kind of <laughs> have similar mechanics. And I think you're seeing a move to that because it's not always just, you know, for so long quarterbacks have been tough, come over the top, you know, take the ball back here come over the top and now it number one you can't play like that because you know there's there's so many angles and stuff and the and, and there's so many intricacies for 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 an offense but uh you're looking at uh, a guy who is delivering from multiple arm angles getting the ball out quick um yeah like i said he was there was a group of there it was a group there there was puglisi who i think had the strongest arm um you can see why he's a you know a georgia commit big big arm big arm um uh, AJ Serace thought it was really good. Just kind of did everything right. Grunkmeyer was good, be- better on the run than in the pocket, but but really good as well. Dante Reno probably not as physically gifted as those other guys, but you can see he's a coach's kid, smart kid. He had a good day throwing the ball yesterday. And then a couple of 2025s. I thought Malik Washington was really good, really good. Penn State uh, uh, offered him a while ago. He's from he's from Maryland. He's been up on campus a bunch of times. Um, and then Blake Hebert, who uh, we finally discovered how to say his name correctly. I was hoping it was Abear in uh you know re- relation to Bobby Abert but Blake Hebert was uh was up there as well in the 25s and there's some other guys that that jumped out but I think those six guys I think I landed on six there um kind of set themselves apart in 2024 and 25. So going back to Penn State's commits in this situation I think it's interesting two years in a row two summers in a row Mike Yersich offers a quarterback um, and this time before the Elite 11 getting that finals invite with uh, with Ethan Gruckmeyer, but Jackson Smolik, who was also there, um, was in a similar situation last year. Um, kind of, I guess I don't really, this is more of an opinion <laughs> that, that I'm throwing to you, Ryan. I guess, do you agree with this? Of like, Mike Yersich seems to find these guys that maybe aren't the toolsy project guys, but absolutely play quarterback to a, a area where people who evaluate quarterbacks and, and who run these camps also have a high opinion of, of these prospects. So what do you take now? We've learned a little more about Mike Yersich and his evaluation of quarterbacks and, and what he's looking for. I know we talked about this a little bit before, but I just find this particular thing pretty interesting. We're going to find out. I don't know. If we know that answer. I mean, we're going to find out with Drew Aller, right? We're going to find right. out. Uh, with, with Ethan down the road. I mean, yeah, I mean, from a high school perspective, from a camp perspective, they stack up well, but I don't want to sit here and be like, Yurchis is an, uh, incredible at evaluating these talent guys because we, I don't think we have that answer yet. We're, we're going to have that answer. Obviously, Drew has all the expectations in the world. It's great seeing Drew yesterday as well. Uh, you know, he was out there, gave a little talk to, to the campers and stuff like that. Um, but I, I just, I don't, 
I don't know if I'm going to say like, yeah, he, he's, he's great at, at evaluating all that stuff. I mean, these guys do move up in the ratings. Uh, you know, Smolik, Smolik was a good example yesterday or last year with, with the elite 11 and, and finals and, and how that, uh, you know, bumped him up as far as that goes, but that was also later in the year too. So I think Grunkmeyer, I mean, the, the, the thing that stands out to me is he really likes Brad Manler prospects uh, because he's, he's, he's consistently circled around those guys and looked at those guys closely. And Grunkmeyer might be the, the second best one to come out there. I'm trying to, trying to think of who I'm missing. I'm sure there's one or two others in the last two classes that have come out of Brad's camp, but uh, I think the guy, I, I, really, I think he just, the, I think the next big name um, is the Montgomery kid for 2025. Yeah. Yeah, that he's mm -hmm. he's um, I watched this film last year as a sophomore and it was it was excellent. So advanced, very advanced. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they as you pointed out, Ryan, they seem to have really consistent uh, theme across all of them. And, and and that's the thing I like personally the most about Grunkmeyer is the consistency, consistent accuracy. And, and you know, as we mentioned, the, the off platform stuff. Um, Steven has a, a regular here on the show. He says, good morning. Great weekend coverage. Appreciate all the compliments and donations here to the channel. If you want to be like Steven. Uh, you can always like the video because I know Steven likes the video every single time. That helps us uh, to let people know that we're here live at 10 a.m. on YouTube. Also, subscribe to Blue White Illustrated on YouTube. He has a question, and and Fitz, Ryan, I don't know this question. I, I don't know the answer to this. How is the Elite 11 funded? Um, any, any any stab at that, guys? Um, first and foremost, it's Nike-backed. Um, Student okay. Sports has been doing it for a long time. There's some other ways that they have raised money to get it here and it's not all you know it's not coming from penn state it's coming but but to get the camp in state college uh they had to secure some capital i'm not going to get into it but um you know that's that's kind of how that that has come together but it's it's nike backed um the, brian stump has been doing it for a long time it was the opening people and now they're going to move away from the opening to get into um the all 22, I guess they're calling it now so that's going to work hand in hand with the elite 11 the uh i think the Final five, I think, is the offensive lineman, defensive lineman camp portion of that. I think that's in Dallas this year. Um, so they've they've got these all star camps. They've sort of gone away from bringing seventy kids to Oregon, or, or I think they did it in Frisco uh, there at the end of its run there um, before COVID. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's kind of where they're moving in that. But Student Sports does a great job. Brian Stump has done an amazing job for a long, long time. I mean, uh, for a while it was on ESPN too, so they would have gotten something from that as far right. as funding wise, right? I mean, that's not going on television for no reason you know i know they have that baseball camp too area code baseball you know they, they do it with a couple sports but i don't know if nike's backing it financially right i mean i think they're providing the clothing for it but are I mean, they it, still it's, it's some sort of backing there so yeah okay <laughs> it's not it's not all nike it used to be all nike but now it's just right because they because they used to have the state college nike like the nike the full nike camp used to be in state colleges before you started um, and then they no. Basically, it I got one year of it. Got I got year. one year of it. Wow! In Haluba, because that was Brenneman as a sophomore. I was talking to him about it yesterday. Yeah, that's right, um, Brenneman as a sophomore. I think Sam Mustafer was young at that point. You know, there was a mm -hmm. lot of guys that we could go back and reminisce on that, but we're not going to. Um, so no. <laughs> so you got one year of that. So no, then then they changed the rules and it had to be off campus. And basically, if it's not at Penn State. Where are you going to put it? Well, they found a place in State High, a uh, good facility out uh, at State College Area High School, um, but that took a while to get back around. So it was good to good to see that one come back around. But I always enjoy going to camps and being home five minutes later. It's really great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, that, Ryan, that you was don't have a, that anymore. <laughs> that, that was. An I chose to move. It's all good. 
Um, great transition, though, because uh, Adam Brenneman was at the camp yesterday, was working with Luke Reynolds. They were basically tied at the hip for the for the all 22 portion of the day. So uh, with these two got a bit of a video malfunction there. I apologize. Uh, I know that you got a chance to talk to, to Luke. Um, Ryan, what were your thoughts on on him? Uh, you know, kind of an off the field thing. Dude. Awesome. I mean, so let's I mean, let's talk about testing numbers, right? I mean, running sub four seven, a four three shuttle, uh, thirty-eight inch vert. You know, hey Sean, how funny was it? Comes over, is like, oh yeah, I had like a thirty-eight inch vert. You know, he was like so four. like he's like, oh well, you know, you didn't get the thirty-nine, but that's okay. Uh, so, no, he was oh he sorry, was, you didn't hit forty, man. Yeah, <laughs> but no, he was great. Uh I mean I just you you know, you can watch uh his routes and catches here. I'm going to throw up uh, another video of this with uh, with some highlights a little later today, but uh, easily the best pass catcher there. You know, get, he can get out of his. You know, one thing he was working with Brenneman was getting out of his breaks a little faster. Uh, but again, I mean, this guy was a quarterback primarily a year ago. I mean, he obviously he, he started the year as a quarterback and then transitions more to the tight end. And this is his first year really focusing on. Hey, he kind of fell over there. I don't think that clip was supposed to make it in there, T Frank. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean. I mean, he kind of got Look, pushed. Hey, we, we were talking it, about yeah. it. Like, show everything here, and, and you you decide. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I? Uh, I lost my train of thought now. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't know how you can't. Like, just look at the tight ends of recent years, you know. I mean, I'm not going to compare him to Mike Kosicki, who is now one of the best tight ends in the NFL. But just just look at the the, the breed that they've brought in over the years. I, I don't see how he doesn't stack up with that uh, athletically. So, uh, very impressed. I mean, to me, like I said, I, I if I was comparing Grokmeyer and Hebert and Malik Washington and Luke Reynolds and, and you know, the, the core Penn State guys there yesterday, Luke Reynolds was at the top of the board for me. Yeah, it's funny because we we talk about him, I think, a little bit in in the terms of Tyler Warren because of the quarterback thing. But you saw there on film, if you're watching here on on the uh, YouTube show, and if, if you're watching, if you listen to the audio version, it's worth coming over to the YouTube channel just to see the highlights. Um, you and see like a little bit of this on his. Sorry, uh, it, there's a you see a little bit of this on his his highlight film, but he's really good in contested catch situations. He has great concentration through contact, so I, I think that's a natural skill. He might be a little more advanced. Um, of a prospect and obviously transitioning to tight end before a senior year, he's going to be much more advanced, but even heading into this, I think that a bit of an underrated thing about his, his, um, his game heading into Penn state that he'll have, um, some skills that are, that are beyond just raw athlete transitioning to the tight end position. Um, we're going to take a quick break here to talk about our sponsor on the show. That is My Perfect Franchise. If you've been watching the show for a little while, you know about My Perfect Franchise and what they can do for you. But if you're new, I just want to tell you, uh, I got a chance to talk to Andy Ludicky. He is the uh, owner and founder of MyPerfectFranchise.net, where you can go and check out what he can do for you. But if you're uh, a corporate executive and you're ready to leave the rat race and determine your time, how you spend your time, you know, this is going to be a lot about money. But really what you're doing when you're trying to make money is you're trying to create uh, independent wealth and the ability to dictate your time and the ability to live your life the way you want to. And franchise ownership can be a way that you can do that. So if you want to check out the services, myperfectfranchise.net, uh, the whole consulting thing is he takes you through what it is to own a franchise, how you get in what your skills are, what your business background is, what sort of situations might fit with you, and what within your region uh, he can hook you up with or he can put you in the right context and, and contact information to get you in a position where you can do all of those things, leave a legacy, um, or maybe just diversify your income. Check out My Perfect Franchise. 
Andy Ledecky, he's a franchise consultant with extensive experience placing people like you in the perfect franchise to manage. 100% free, his services, you can check him out. Uh, you see here on the on the YouTube channel, 404-973-9901. You can talk to him on the BWI message board. Uh, Andy is an active message board member, or of course, Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net to get started today. So thanks again to My Perfect Franchise for sponsoring the show. Uh, huge recruiting fan, so all this information uh, is is stuff that that Andy is, is interested in learning just like you. Um, next thing I want to do is talk about maybe some of the other guys. I didn't get a chance to, to see them, so I want to get a little bit more from you guys about... Fitz, what stood out about Blake Hebert that, that really um, made him stand out to you as one of the guys that you were interested in? Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You got, you're on mute there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, we, we muted for the, the commercial. I'm so sorry about that. Um, no, uh, very built for his 2025 class. I was maybe curious if is, he's one of those guys in New England that's maybe a year older, um, but like physically developed more so than any 2025 there. Threw a nice ball. Um, you can see a lot of uh, arm strength, uh, good release, things like that. I mean, he's just, there's just a lot of a lot of very tight things to his game, and he continues to get better. Um, I think he's one of the you know priority guys. Like these, these two guys that were there in 2025, I uh, was curious to see how they would stack up. Because sometimes, you know, you get in there with your older counterparts and you kind of s- settle to the back. But uh, Blake Hebert and Malik Washington were really good, like on, on Saturday. I put Mar- I would put Washington a little bit ahead of Hebert uh, based on his performance. But uh, those guys were, were certainly standouts for their not only for their class, but also for the entire camp. Uh, Ryan, just your thoughts quickly on those guys and, and what you saw from them as well. For sure. I mean, this was our second time watching Malik. He came to Penn State's camp last year. Uh, Danny O'Brien and Yurchich were all over Yurchich last year. Uh, clarify last year, they weren't at the camp yesterday. Uh, but I mean, Malik, the thing with Malik too is Malik tests really well. I apologize, I don't have him in front of me at the moment, but I believe he ran, you know, under a 4 8 last year as, as what a freshman becoming a sophomore. I mean, I'm sure we don't have his testing times from yesterday, but I'm sure he tested well again. You know, I thought, I thought Malik was a little more accurate, very quick release, uh, a, little, a little longer release, but he, he gets it out, he gets it out pretty quick. Uh, for the most part, considering it's a little longer. But uh, both of these guys are going to be, I think, among Penn State's top five or so 2025 uh, quarterbacks. You have Ryan Montgomery in there. We'll see where that goes. Uh, of course, Bryce Underwood's going to be the uh, Dante Moore of this class. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everybody's going to go after uh, That's Bryce. That's so funny. We'll I made that same comparison in my head this morning. But, like, everybody's going to want him. So, But, like, you just put him in a different category than everybody else. Right. He's, he's really good, too. But, no, that's, that's really funny because right. I was thinking the same thing. So, uh, you mean, maybe Luke Nickel, the the quarterback from Georgia, has been up, I think, like twice. But, I mean, to me, with both of those guys being regional guys, I mean, I've, I've said in multiple chats now, you know, if you made me pick who's going to be the 2025 quarterback for Penn State, I would have leaned towards Malik Washington. And now Blake Hebert gets the offer. Uh, he's raved about Penn State. I'll have a story up on him here in a bit. Uh, even before, you know, I talked to him last week before he came down for – because he visited on Saturday, I believe it was – 
was it Saturday? Yeah, Saturday visited. Uh, you know, just just I love Penn State. You know, Penn State's Penn State. This is absolutely an offer I want. So I would expect them to be in the mix with him uh, for, for the foreseeable future. But both Malik and Blake will be there. As Sean said with Blake, certainly from a, a stature perspective, without a doubt, the most physically developed guy there and and man he's got a another what two years to go right so i'm very curious to see where he stands in two years uh but malik i mean malik is a as an athlete i mean remember malik's playing like team mellow aau basketball too i mean he's a really special athlete so both these guys are going to be highly coveted for for penn state and and i think building off this point i saw this question in the chat a little bit earlier your first offers are not actually not always the the guys that you're going to roll with eventually when you're making a decision on who you're going to go with um, so I was curious to see if Malik fit into the group of a guy that's going to be there a year from now. And I think he is like we saw in the 2024 class, actually this current cycle. I mean, KJ Jackson was a guy we were talking about a year ago, Jaden Bradford, a guy that we were talking about a year ago. Um, so those guys have kind of, I don't, I don't want to say leveled off, but those guys have kind of moved out of the periphery of, of Penn state's quarterback search. We weren't even talking about them by the end. Um, and you see that, that sort of ebb and flow that we talked about with, with Grunk Meyer and Michael Van Buren and things like that. Uh, guys will rise at this point um, in the next cycle. And that'll, it'll happen in 2025 once again. So I think that's very interesting to, uh, to take into account that not, the early offers are not always the best offer. Like you're going to find some guys that just don't develop the way mm-hmm. that you thought they would. Now they've had Washington in camp, tested well through the ball well etc so they have a little bit more data on him than say kj jackson or or, or, or uh, who's the other? bradford was the other guy um but guys grow differently malik washington's 6-3 like that's that's a good start to uh to to where he's at for, as a prospect so i think that would be very um that, that's just something to note at this point is 2025s in may of 2023 aren't always going to be the guys that are 2025s in may of 2024 so we will see what happens over the next year but i think washington has that sticking power to, to stay as, as one of penn state's top targets uh one last guy i want to highlight here on the show before we move on from the elite 11 11 stuff is that during the all 22 portion of of the day jacob smith from cheshire academy they brought down some players that defense by the way has a lot of talent on it and he was a standout player um, in the group of a uh, pretty small group of defensive and offensive linemen going through some bag drills, but super fluid guy, good frame. Uh, he did both linebacker and defensive end drills. I would say for Penn State, maybe he leans more towards linebacker, just looking at him um, in terms of, I don't know that he has that uh, like high, high end length if you are looking for, you know, 6'5 with super long arms, but moves really well, bends really well. I really liked the way he was able to play both of those positions during the um, during the, the testing portion and uh, was another guy that I think really stood out during during that early group. Uh, we're going to get to one more guy at the end of the show, um, but that's going to be a little bit later. Anybody else that you guys have uh, before we move on? Because we're going to hit on some of the other stuff that happened this weekend uh, during Read and React. But I want to give you guys the last word here on the Elite 11 camp. Fitz, you got anything? No, not really. I think both Smith twins, Jared, uh, Gerard is going to Michigan. Jacob's probably going to join him at Michigan. I think they're both really good. Like, I think uh, Gerard's probably a little bit on. I think we have him as an 88 three star. I think he's a little bit underrated. Probably doesn't have the ceiling of his brother, but uh, he's he's very good. Uh, Tyler Merrill was there, the offensive lineman from Cumberland Valley, 2026. Penn State just offered him uh, earlier this week. Um, so that's good to see. Um, you mentioned some of those Cheshire guys were down. Uh, Elijah Newby was not down, unfortunately. Wanted to see him in person uh, work out, but he's become a big target for Penn State. So, there's a lot to there's a lot to like, and I, I I just scrolled down. By the way, I just scrolled down on the um, 
on the rundown, and I see we're going to talk about Tyler Merrill a little bit later. So that's my fault for spoiling that. That was the uh, that was the one. I gave you the I gave you the clue of like we're talking about a guy later at the end of the show. But that's it's all right. Two pages. Right. You can't expect me to read two pages. All right. I'm I'm happy you're here on time during uh, at the 10 a.m. That's the part I'm excited about. Ryan, uh, some quick <laughs> thoughts before we move on. I mean, Sean pretty much hit on it. Um, Ezekiel Marcelin, a linebacker who visited this past weekend, uh, came up from Miami, uh, 6'1", 195-ish. I mean, you know, he's a sophomore coming up as a junior. Watched him try and cover Luke Reynolds. I mean, it, no one was covering Luke Reynolds yesterday, but he did move fairly well in space. Like, you know, I watched him cover uh, a few other guys. So keep, keep an eye on him. You know, he did visit this past weekend and, and picked up an offer. Uh, aside from that, uh, I think we we pretty much hit on everybody. I, I thought uh, we hit on Puglisi. Definitely liked his arm strength. Um, Cole, was Cole Gear the one who uh, crushed it for yes. the testing? Yes, um, he's a he's, heck of a he's athlete, 2025. Man. Yeah, he's a little shorter, um, but and, and I don't know, I don't know that he throws a great enough ball to be a high level like uh, power five quarterback. But he's a great athlete, great athlete. So um, he he camped for Penn State last last summer, I believe it was, and did kind of did the same thing. I think he's he's a, just an all around athlete. He's a wrestler, I believe um, as well. So he's got, he's got a lot of things going for him. You don't see that with the quarterbacks very often. Yeah. Usually the guards that are wrestlers, but he's a, he's a very well-rounded, awesome athlete. Um, be interesting to see which direction his career takes. him. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff to get to on the show. And one of the, the biggest news items of the weekend wasn't elite 11, wasn't quarterback related, wasn't commit related. It was uh it was Fitz's big board, which we're going to get to next on reading react. This is a great time to remind you, subscribe to bluewhiteillustrated.com right now. It's $29.99 for six months of access, and you get premium content. And this is the stuff that people come for. This is the stuff of, hey, these are the names you need to know. This is the insider information. Um, so, Fitz, I'm not going to ask you to tell everybody on the who's on the big board and, and where and all that ranking, but I thought it was a really awesome, fascinating update that came out on Friday. You should go check it out after you sign up after the show. Uh, but what are some nuggets that you uh, pulled from that you want to talk about here on the show? Any any insights into maybe positions or or things to look for this summer as we head into official visit season? So I put this together over the last couple of weeks because you kind of like filter information and guy goes up, guy goes down, whatever. Um, we, we settled on 20 guys. Half of them are defensive linemen. Like that's kind of where Penn State's at in this class. You've got some major... Uh, not major holes. Yeah. Okay. We'll call them major holes. The defensive line, both spots on the defensive line, maybe more so defensive tackle than defensive end. Um, but there's still some, some good defensive ends on the board. Uh, defensive tackle, uh, wide receiver obviously is one wide receiver. Very interesting because there's, there's actually not too many guys on the big board. A couple of guys that are outside looking in like right off the big board, but it'll be interesting to see how Hagen's kind of, uh, moves and shakes with his uh, with his board, and then uh, safety is probably one we're not talking about just because Anthony Poindexter has done such an amazing job of developing that room, and you just kind of assume it's going to happen at some point. And there's some good ones on there. We're going to see some guys coming in from out of uh, out of the region as well. So they th those are kind of the four spots that I'm looking to. Um, and if you look at the board, there are some positions where Penn State's in a good spot with with numbers and things like that. They got two linebackers. They'd like to add a third, but I could see it being a situation where they would add a fourth if it's a, if it's the right guy. 
kind of trying to figure out if Jamonte Waller is, is a linebacker as a defensive end or just he's whatever you want him or whatever he wants to be, which is what I would label him as. Um, so you've got uh, you've got that, but you're also in with Elijah Newby. You're in with uh, with Waller, with with Chris Cole, who Ryan talked to last week at the Under Armour camp. So there's just a lot of guys. Then sometimes you I don't want to say fill up a position. Sometimes you take some guys early and then there's still some really good guys out there. So you have to move, fluctuate and find some plus ones. I know Jameer Grimsley, the cornerback from Tampa, is going to be a guy that Penn State pursues to the end. They've got three cornerbacks in the class, but, they, you know, they, you kind of stretch and go from there. So. That's where I'm looking at for this big board is it's, um, you know, there's still a lot of talent out there. We're not even an official visit season. It, it seems like we're in that area where there hasn't, now this is kind of outside of Grunkmeyer, but there hasn't been too much action lately. It's because those guys are ramping up to take officials. So people sort of uh, get antsy about where things stand and why things aren't happening and things like that. Uh, but you got to wait till June um, to get those guys on campus. So setting up very nicely for a very busy summer for Ryan. Um, I'm probably going to take it off again like I did last year. It'd be great. Uh, I haven't told you that yet. Um, but <laughs> it's going to be uh, it, it's going to be a fun time to to follow Penn State recruiting cuz there is momentum there and when they get those guys on campus, we've seen how well that they they well, excuse me. We've seen I'm just getting excited thinking about it. We've seen how well they do when they get these guys face to face and I think that's going to continue this summer. Yeah, I think that's a really great point about how that we're not even into the main commitment season. I know spring is there's there's the first wave and then the second wave hasn't even come yet. And they're at 14 recruits at this point. So they're they're in a good position, but there are big holes. You mentioned defensive tackle makes up a huge part of the big board. So, Ryan, I, I've said I feel like from the offensive tackle position before they were able to get some of the guys they did, uh, still maybe one or two guys they could add to that class. I feel like they're in a really good position because the guys that they have interest with and it seems like they have some some you know good movement with, these are all really good prospects where they're going to get a good class because there are enough names that if you even if you miss on one or two, they're going to have a, a, a really good class. I feel the same way about quarterback. Like, if they decide to add another one, Ethan Grunkmeyer is excellent, as we've seen. If they add another guy, that's a really talented class of, of high-floor players. Is there a position in this group of uncommitted um, sections of, of this class that you feel similarly, where you feel like there's enough names and enough good relationships where Penn State is going to land those guys? It's just... It hasn't happened yet because they're going after guys that want to take official visits. Good question. Um, safety. I, 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 I between Dewan Lane doesn't have any other official visits set. Uh, and he's absolutely a priority. Kosh Sanders has always been pretty high on Penn state. Bobby Torrey's always been pretty high on Penn state. Like they should fall. Uh, and a lot of these guys have been pretty open and honest the whole time about, Hey, just get me to my official visits. I mean, that's one consistent theme with, Pretty much, I don't want to say Dewan because Dewan doesn't really talk to us a whole lot, but at least with Torrey and Sanders, uh, I'm, I'm missing somebody too. I know there's another, oh, Jalen McClain potentially. We'll, we'll see what happens there. But I, I still I feel pretty good that they'll be fine with safety. And, and again, corner was always more important than safety in this class as well. I mean, I, I could see two safeties because of the the, the talent they have left, but it, it's certainly a year where they need to stack up on, on corner more. Um, you know, I want to say defensive line. But I think like they're in a, they're in a good position with quite a few guys. But I think what fans want to see is Benedict Ume quality guys, yes. and a lot of them are more of those high three star kind of guys. Again, I mean, if you just look at defensive tackle, I did this a couple of weeks ago. We were doing a chat, and just go look at defensive tackle. 
you know, out of the top 10, 15 defensive tackles over the last three, four classes, it's always like 60, 70, 80% of them are all from down South, just out of Penn state's region. And it, it is, it's, this has been a consistent theme. You know, that's why a guy like landing, landing Benigumi is so important this year. That's why landing, um, Oh, who's the kid who went to Ohio state last year from DeMatha, Sean, uh, Jason Moore. Yes. Jason Moore was such a big miss last year. Cause you only yeah. get those, top, those big time, you know, top one fifty kind of guys in this region. So often you, there's a lot of low four star, hard three star guys, but again, I think fans are looking for you know the next uh, Jared Odrick, you know, kind of player to, to come up through here. So go ahead, Ryan. Sean. Quick, Ryan. Quick trivia question. I just this is the unscientific yeah. method here, but industry rankings, defensive linemen. How many of the top fifteen do you think are committed somewhere? Uh I have no idea. I'd say half to, th- to th- half. It is one. Off. Jeremiah. Oh Beeman wow! Committed to Alabama yesterday. So. Wow. This is a position because they are so in demand that schools are offering. It's going to be a big money position if you're talking NIL. Um, it's going to be a position I think where guys take longer because they're going to wait for their officials. Schools are going to try and woo them and keep them interested long enough. And, and we've talked about this before. Even guys that are on the lower end, like you're big and you can move, you're going to be in demand. So that's a position that has not you know, not a ton of guys have come off the board. Now, Penn State's in on just a couple of those guys in the uh, in the top 15. Uh, Benedict Ume, as you mentioned, um, but uh, Nigel Smith, um, who's coming up for an official visit, T.A. Cunningham, who was not on campus this week, and he just tweeted uh, that picture. Um, but you got guys like that that are kind of, you know, waiting around to figure out what the best type of fit would be for them. We'll go fit. We'll go package, whatever you want to say, uh, what, whatever that uh, comes together. So yeah. you look at positions like that. Offensive line usually commits a little bit early. Those guys don't feel the need. I mean, we talked to Egan Boyer, like if he had to go another month with being uncommitted, he would have like, uh, you would have gone insane. Uh, tight ends are usually off the board pretty early. Uh, running back kind of hit and miss uh, a couple of cycles ago. Penn state didn't have any running backs going into uh, officials um, last year, I believe it was was Singleton. Yeah, so so you've you've got a kind of a mix there, but there are some positions that just take a little bit longer. Defensive line is one of those because they're going to be in so in demand, and it's in the age of NIL. These guys are are out there figuring out what the uh, what the fit is, and I think that that's something taking it's worth taking into account. Um, wide receiver again is kind of like running back is kind of a mix. Some guys commit early, yeah. other guys uh, open it up and, and wait to see. But there's so many, there's so many receivers out there. I mean, it's a dime a dozen position, and that's no disrespect to anybody that they're recruiting. But a lot of these guys are are similar prospects. So I think if you just look position by position, some of these some of these traditionally wait. Remember that that big run that Penn State went on uh, in the class of 2022. You waited for Zane Durant. Caleb Artis, Deny Dennis Sutton, all those all those defensive linemen committed in July of that year, basically. And that's kind of um, – I don't know if I see that playing out exactly like that, but Penn State would, would actually really like that for that to be the case. It's uh, an awesome article to go check out the big board, bluewhiteillustrated.com. Uh, Fitz did a great job compiling that information and and giving you the need to know inf- the need to know names on that list. There's one that we're not going to talk about today that I think is also really important, uh, but should be a part of the conversation this summer. Um, Ian here 
who uh, checked us in at the camp says, great to meet you all yesterday. Love the PSU football coverage. Uh, he was also a guy that that was uh, super helpful and uh, gave us some, some good insight into what was going on when we got there yesterday. So, Ian, awesome. Great to meet you. Appreciate you watching the show. And uh, good to meet everybody who, who watched the show yesterday. So, if you've got, by the way, if you've got friends that have not seen the show yet, please share the love. Should let them know that we're doing uh, awesome work here on Blue White Illustrated's YouTube show, BWI Live. Um, any last positional thoughts? As we get to our final segment of the show, Ryan, is there something um, you have an eye on or something coming up from you that you want to talk about previewing something you're writing about this week at bluewoodillustrated.com? Sean kind of hit it a little bit. What happens at linebacker? I mean, if we're going to consider Jamalte Waller as a linebacker, I'm starting to think we need to consider him more as an edge, but it's just kind of, he's just, they just want to get up here and figure it out. Uh, but if we're if we're going to call him a linebacker, then yeah, I do think four linebackers is possible because I think Chris Cole is 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 possible. So that's just something to keep an eye on, and that's not something I expected months ago. I mean, when we did our projections, I was two, maybe three, if all the chips fall. Um, so again, we'll we'll see where Waller uh, eventually stacks up. But for me, it's really just wide receiver. You know, they need Nick Marsh. Very, I mean, they really need at least one of these top top premier guys. Uh, because again, it's kind of like defensive uh, defensive line. A lot of high three star, low four star guys that they always get, but those 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 difference makers at the top, uh, you know, they, they've kind of struggled with to, to land in recent years. So, uh, what happens there, um, you know, and and obviously defensive line. I mean, we've talked about it so much that those are the those seem to be the key spots here moving forward. I just I remembered something. I apologize because I'm pulling a U-turn, but we, you guys haven't had a chance to talk about Davian Collins yet. I didn't know if you had any quick thoughts about his addition in the transfer portal. Um, I, I, one of the biggest things was why not a guy for 2024? Why not just get an extra corner in this class? Uh, Fitz, how do you think that the positional and roster balance works out getting a guy from the 2022 class who maybe wasn't a standout in recruiting, wasn't a guy that people know the name of, but... Terry Smith targets in the, in the portal to bring in. Uh, what do you think of how he fits kind of into the roster and the 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 larger picture beyond just recruiting stars? I think first things first, Terry gets the benefit of the doubt. Like he's done a heck of a job in building that room and building it with his guys. This one kind of, in a way, replaces Jeffrey Davis. Like Jeffrey Davis yeah. transferred out after last season. So um, they were always looking for a younger guy. Um, but, so it was kind of the perfect storm Oh, I can't believe I did that. I that was not on. Ah! At least it wasn't a duck pun. I mean, anyway, storm duck for a year. You've got so you've got your top four corners. You've got Kalen King, Dixon, Storm, and uh, Cam Miller are going to be your top four. You need four guys, and then you've got Daquan Hardy who can play the nickel and things like that. So that's perfect. They were going to always look in the transfer portal in the in the spring window for a guy that had probably three years of of, of eligibility remaining. So when Duck left, kind of muddied things up a little bit because you you know you were expecting a guy that like do do you pivot. And try and find a guy that's like Storm Duck that's going to get a year, uh, a year of eligibility left is going to make an impact right away and then go for it. I didn't see that guy out there. I don't think there's too many in the, in the spring window at, at, at many positions. So, um, so you pivot and you try and find what's out there. A guy with a couple of uh, years left with athletic upside. A guy that you think you can have ready for 2024 because that's the big thing. Because I mean, Kalen King has two years left. I don't think he's using two years. Johnny Dixon, I think he's gone after this year as well. 
Um, and then you've, you're kind of relying on Cam Miller and then the freshman um, that you have this year. So bring another body in. Uh, this is the age of the transfer portal. It doesn't work out. Maybe we find out quick. You know, maybe we found out with Storm Duck that, uh, you know, things can move very, very quickly. So this was always in the plan to look for a corner um, that they could have for 2014, 2015, maybe even 2016. So um, I think that that really makes sense from that number. As far as Collins goes, like, take that chance. Uh, you know, he's six, six foot. He's skinny. Uh, he's, I think, 165 um, right now. So get him in your weight program. See what you can do. See if he's a guy that can be ahead of Lamont Payne and Zion Tracy. And I don't know about Elliot Washington because Elliot Washington's a little bit more developed there. Yeah. Um, but figure out if he can fit in there and, and maybe take, take, take over from where Jeffrey Davis would have been in his eligibility spot. We'll be monitoring all of that stuff as well. And by the way, the transfer portal opens up again in December. So we might have this conversation again in a couple of months. That's that's kind of how it goes at, at receiver and defensive back with so much turnover. Let's get to our final segment of the day to talk about one guy that I think uh, we learned a little bit more about where we knew nothing before. About the future of Penn State, is a lot of excitement. This is a really, really important day to a bunch of young men and their families. So normally this segment, if we if I told you Penn State offered a 2026 offensive lineman, we would all go, I don't know, t- talk to me in a year. Uh, but Tyler Merrill, Cumberland Valley, was at Penn uh, was at the the State College Regional for the Elite Eleven yesterday, and uh, just check out a little bit here of his highlights. He is a huge dude for a guy in, in the 2026 class. You can see here if you're watching on YouTube, he was throwing Luke Reynolds around during this uh, offensive line, tight end, pass, uh, run blocking drill. Big physical guy, I think. Uh, long way to go, obviously, being a 2026. A little bit tall, a little bit stiff in his movements, going through some bag drills. But when he moved, when he was moving, doing 40 times, running, doing stuff like that, I thought he looked pretty good. So Penn State in early on this guy. Um, I know that maybe you guys weren't there to see some of this stuff, but do you have kind of a feel about the relationship or or where this is early, very early on in his recruitment. Uh, Ryan, have you uh, did you have a chance to, to get into any of that stuff uh, over the last couple of days? I have I have not talked to Tyler uh, but I live down here now which is great. So uh, I live right outside of Cumberland Valley. So we will be talking to Tyler a lot uh, in his sophomore, junior and, and you know maybe if he commits to Penn State his senior year. Uh, you, you know, I, I obviously got a full disclosure, guys. I got there a little late yesterday. Tyler was done with his workout by the time I got there, so I didn't get to see him a whole lot. Um, you know, you, it's T Frank, you can kind of expand on what you saw from him more. The one thing I would say, though, about this segment is this is actually one of the weeks where we do have a lot of guys that we do yeah. know a little bit about from Miles O'Neill. Uh, Samaj Beal's got an offer, Dominic Toy. Uh, there, there, Canola, uh, is it, is it Canola or Canoa? Oh, Kelvin, Canola Winston, <laughs> Kelvin. Yeah. Okay. The next week. We'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, there, there's we can we can talk about a lot of this. I, I want you yeah. to finish up on your Tyler Merrill, and and I'll hit on some of the other guys. But I mean, we're going to see Merrill a lot, man. He's coming Valley. Yeah. I live down here now. I'm going to go see him probably multiple times this year. He feels like a Phil Troutwine early offer because he's big, and and Phil Troutwine really likes 
big offensive lineman. I don't really have a good comparison because he is 300 pounds of solid physical size and mass right now. And uh, <laughs> he's not as long as Jalen Matthews. Like, that's the thing is he's six. He's about six, five, like looking at him in person. He's got a great physique, but I don't see the length of a tackle. I see great movement skills. I think maybe he's a guard long term. But I, like I said, I think he needs to work on a couple of things as a guy who developed early little bit tall some of the lateral fluidity uh had, had me uh notice a little bit of like okay if he's going to work on something it's got to be that pad level flexibility i imagine if i watch his film he's going to have a lot of like popping straight up out of his stance um i have to obviously look at it and find out more information but it makes a lot of sense in terms of that is definitely a phil trout wine commit because he's big physical and moves well in an overall sense uh early in his career and and um from a development standpoint, I be I'm curious to see if his arms get longer, like if his if that reach improves, because that's the one area like looking at him of his build of definitely a guard, but it does he keep growing, seeing he's got a couple of years left in high school, or if he's done, like that's that to me that's a good bet of a guy that might keep growing, might uh, you know his frame might improve over time, which is already good enough that you feel confident to give him the offer. So that was my first takeaway of there's there's a lot of really good building blocks there, um, but there's still a little bit of work to do in terms of uh, some of the physical side, which is what we were looking at yesterday. Uh, but Fitz, you you've got a couple guys you want to highlight here on on the beyond blessed of who got offers this week. Can you start with with Miles O'Neill Because this is a guy that we were expecting to see at the camp yesterday. Didn't show up, but is a, a part of this quarterback picture now uh, with the May evaluation period. Um, Miles O'Neill is a guy that obviously has developed a uh, cult following uh, on the message boards uh, in the last <laughs> couple of weeks. Big kid, can throw the hell out of the ball. Um, yeah. He's got a lot of things to work on, but like you can see why he's blown up this spring. Michigan State, uh, it's got an official to Virginia, Texas A&M offered, Penn State offered last week. Mike Yurcich was up in Massachusetts, and this guy, you know, if you've got Google Maps handy, Marblehead, Massachusetts, not too many prospects coming out of Marblehead, Massachusetts. So, um, just huge arm in in the Aller mold. I don't think he's as, as strong as Drew, but in the Aller mold in terms yeah. of six five traditional pocket passer guy that that can can flick his wrist and, and get the ball going so uh, a lot to like there i'm very curious to see which direction this goes um penn state's got grunkmeyer they're happy with grunkmeyer um two quarterbacks easier said than done as ryan and i like to say um but we'll see if um there's still you know an effort by penn state to, to fill another quarterback spot because you know in the age of the portal you want as many of those guys as possible and you want that to shake out when they're on your campus more so than than before they get to uh to your campus so We'll see what happens with Miles O'Neill. Uh, physically impressive. I'm curious to see. He's supposed to transfer to the Hun School. I don't know if that's going to happen anymore, but he's supposed to transfer to the Hun School. So when he takes that jump up in competition, it'll be interesting to see where he stacks up among the region's best. Again, we were hoping to see him yesterday. One of the guys that was on the roster that did not make it uh, into town yesterday. But uh, yeah, you see, there's a lot to like there. Yeah, he's. I watched some of his film and I even uh, dipped into a full game. Um, the, what I saw, the, the narrow picture, really good throwing the ball down on vertical reads. Uh, he can take over a game and he can put up 14 points really quickly, but some footwork things that, you know, dig into a little bit more that might, you know, in the pecking order of Penn State's going to take another quarterback. Where does that mesh out? Ryan, who are some of the other guys on this list, uh, that you want to highlight? Yeah, well, I mean, Calvin Winston, you know, as we said, related to KJ, is his, is his cousin, cousin, Sean? Yeah. Yeah, uh, already shaping up to be a top prospect uh, on three has him as 
believe it's uh, 60-ish uh, in the country. I know he's a four-star on pretty much all three. Uh, I think everybody but Rivals right now has him as a four-star. Um, stacking up some real quality offers. Uh, go, I found it funny. He goes to Gonzaga uh, with KJ. Wants to to Matha. I mean, those are like pretty big rival schools. So uh, always thought that was interesting there from a, both since they're obviously both related. Uh, Pesce had offered Dominic Toy. This is a guy I got to get to know. Sean, did you get to talk to him briefly last week? I don't know. Did you message with him at all? Yeah, I've been keeping up with him throughout the spring because I've been waiting for something to happen. I didn't know it was going to be as big as Penn State, but Deion Barnes was in uh, last week. Uh, this is a guy legit size, like for an edge yep. prospect, we're talking like uh, six, four and a half, close to six, five. Uh, 220 long arms he's got everything that you want he is as raw as can be um, and I think Penn State is going to want to see him move in camp before moving forward but I think Dominic Toy is uh, you know you look at his tight end clips playing seven on seven he can move for a big guy so I'm, I'm interested to see where this shakes out and could be one of those guys that's a, a, a later riser and you can see you know coming from Chester not too many guys come out of Chester um, and, uh, and, and get to this level, the Penn state level. So I'll be interested to see where he's at in a, in a month or so going to come up camp for the staff and, and go from there. And it could be one of those guys. I mean, you, you hope that he's a Jamil Lyons. You hope he's a guy that comes in and just crushes it. And you're just like, okay, well, I know he's raw and I know he's, you know, not done growing and things like that, but like, you're going to take a chance on him because he is six, close to six, five, two twenty, can run, can catch. Um, can he, rush the passer at this point it's hard to say you know you really can't tell a ton from his uh his defensive uh film the limited amount that's out there so uh, i like dominic toy a lot been watching him he, he visited back in april and kind of came on my radar then um and there's a lot to like in terms of uh, of those measurables and things like that that's a really good point uh with jameel lyons thinking jameel lyons before he was 250 in terms of like a dude that clearly needs to add the weight um, I think that's, that's a really good one. Ryan, uh, pick one final name off the list that you want to talk about today, or two. If you're just too young. Crazy. Well, there's just two young, there's two young guys. I mean, real quick, Samaj Beals, quarterback out of Roman Catholic. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, 2026 guy, right? So I don't want to, as Sean and I were saying, right? Those early offers, they only mean so much. So uh, let's see how he develops here uh, in, in the coming uh, months and years. Obviously, this season will be big for him. But he's got some quality offers. Maryland, Pitt, uh, Boston College. Uh, decent size, too. Already a legit six-foot, 160. As I said, he's, he's very young. So we would expect him to add some, add some size there. And then Julian Peterson, Bill Belton, uh, Winslow Township, another – uh, Division one prospect. It looks like for for Bill, of course, they have Cam Miller over there as a, as a defensive back, and we have Julian Peterson listed as an athlete, uh, six six foot six one, somewhere in that ballpark, one seventy ish. Uh, I think he's going to be a defensive back from talking to Bill last week. Uh, he plays a little bit of running back too, but Bill, Bill seems to think most schools like him as a DB. Uh, Penn State just offered the other day. West Virginia was his first offer. And uh, certainly I got to keep an eye on. So just some, you know, normally we do the segment, right? And they're like Texas and California and, you know, uh, Georgia. Yeah, this week is actually like, oh, we have some regional guys that we know know something about. You got regional guys. You got Ricky Johnson, a receiver from uh, Georgia, I believe it is. Um, 2024 mm -hmm. receivers, they're still offering them. Those yeah. it's track season, those guys are running really fast right now. Ricky Johnson's one. He was at Pitt this weekend. He didn't come up to Penn State. Uh, Hardy Watts, offensive tackle from Liam Andrews School, Dexter School. Um, that's certainly interesting. And then they're offering 2027 guys, which I – congratulations. I'm not talking <laughs> about those guys yet. I'm not doing eighth graders at this point. I, I saw that on the rundown. I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I might ask. I might. Yeah, I'm glad it's there, but uh, I'm glad that you handled that one because I didn't know how to phrase that. Guys, too. That's the thing. It's it's not like they're going to Florida. So that, that's cool to see um, for for Pennsylvania football. But uh, yeah, we'll check on those guys a little bit later. 
and we'll be here because we're uh, this train's chugging along the Blue White Illustrated live show, the recruiting show. One programming note I'll give you as we get out here. Memorial Day is a Monday, so we will not have a show that week. So we'll just have the Wednesday show later in the week, uh, which is usually our, our Penn State football-specific um, show. We might do something hybrid that day in terms of what the news of that week is. But no show Monday the 28th. Uh, sorry, the 29th. That is next week. So this will be your last live show, recruiting show, until June. And then we're in official visits. That's that's going right. to be uh, the rubber meets the oh road boy. in just a little bit. So that'll do it today for the Excited. live show. Thank you to you guys for uh, for coming on, for giving your information, and for working hard yesterday, uh, getting all of that uh, information from the Elite 11 Regional Camp. You can check out all of our coverage of that, bluewhiteillustrated.com. Ryan has some highlights he put up with Luke Reynolds. We're going to get that out on the YouTube show uh, and the YouTube channel just a little bit later. A great time to remind you, subscribe wherever you get Blue White Illustrated because this is the leader in Penn State football recruiting coverage, Penn State football coverage. Nobody does it like us on a multimedia platform audio, video, writing, everything. We will be back with more of that content, including the Wednesday live show at 10 a.m. We'll talk to you then. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.